Welcome to Impact OC, the only program showcasing the people and organizations shaping Orange County. With your host, Don Camber. Hello, live from the OC Talk Radio studios at UCI's Beale Applied Innovation Center. I'm OC Talk Radio Public Affairs Director Don Camber with another great guest positively impacting our community. Today, I welcome Family Assistance Ministries Development Director Teresa Schickling. The organization's mission is to assist people in need with food, shelter, and personalized coaching on their journey to independence. Thank you, Teresa, for being on Impact OC. Thank you, Don. You know, I appreciate being here, and FAM really uh, appreciates all, all that you do in the community and are raising a, awareness for everyone. Teresa, please explain the demographics of the people you help and their situations that lead to using your services. So FAM is a unique model in the fact that we have almost every type of demographic that we serve within FAM. We have everything from the unhoused, but they only constitute 6% of our actual clients. 94% of our clients are actually housed. And in that group of people, you have everyone that is just in the area of needing prevention to keep from becoming unhoused. So we have people that we help with food. We have people that we help with utilities. We have um, people that we help with rental assistance because we believe in prevention to keep people out of being unhoused. And so our goal is to help them with their own program to work towards independence and self-sufficiency. And so we have different programs available to help them along that path. And you use the whole person approach. Yes, yes, we do. So for us, um, that's why we start with case management. So we have case managers that work with in each individual person to assess where they are right now. And that could be anything from needing financial guidance to schooling to mental health to medical needs. It could be assistance with other areas, whether it be job coaching, and it could even just be they can't get to a job because they don't have a car. So we start with where the people are at at the moment, and then we build a, help them build a plan for moving forward to get to the next level that they need to get to. How do they reach out to you for you to help? So we have a number of different ways that people reach us. Uh, a lot of them are referred through government agencies, Cal Optima, Medi-Cal, things like that. We have many of mission hospitals, one that refer people to us. A lot of people will go on 211, part of United Way. They will find us that way. Uh, sometimes it's word of mouth. They talk to other people that people make recommendations uh, for them to come seek us out. So who are your staff and volunteers? So we have over 2,000 volunteers, which is amazing. We literally could not do what we do without our volunteers. As I was telling you earlier, we are one of the larger agencies in South Orange County. And because of that, uh, to try and make the best out of the money that we have coming in, we use a lot of volunteers. Uh, a number of them work in our food pantries uh, that we have. We have the food pantry up in uh, San Clemente, and then we have uh, three satellite pantries in Dana Point, San Juan Capistrano, and Laguna Niguel, and that's all run by volunteers. And then we have our staff is case management, and then obviously uh, admin people are 
um, also staff. But it's a very small staff compared to our volunteers and the rest of what we do. Where do you get the food? So we are a food rescue, which is great. Um, we go to 39 different resources, grocery stores and um, food warehouses and things like that that are have food that they want rescued. And so we pick up food from them on a daily basis. We have trucks that go out every morning uh, picking up from the different grocery stores and places like Trader Joe's that are um, in the area. They bring them back. The food is sorted by the volunteers. Uh, we get rid of anything that shouldn't be served, anything that's out of expiration date, those kind of things. And then we've given out 2.5 million pounds of food just this last year, which equates to over $4 million worth of food that we give out, We then, which has been rescued, and then we turn it around and give it out to people that are in need of food. How are you able to provide housing? So we have a couple of different things that we do. We have two shelters. Uh, one is called Family House. We are one of only two agencies in South Orange County that actually will house families together. And for us, that's very important. We think keeping a family together is the best solution for everyone. So we have Family House that will keep families together. It's also, you can also be women with children or pregnant women. And then we have our Gilcrest House, which uh, is mainly for women and women with children. And you have coaching on site or they go to another site to get the coaching to get them on their feet? So a little bit of all of the above. We at, at our the two shelters that we have, uh, we do have people, our case managers will go there as well as the clients will come to our administrative offices to get a lot of the services that we have. But we do a little bit of both. We also, we have transitional housing as well, which is they are located in various parts of um, Orange County. And so those people would come back to us for services, but they retain their case manager. So the case managers will work with them and uh, make sure that they're on the next path so that, you know, we don't, when someone's in a shelter, we try and have them work through the program within 90 days so that they're moving forward. Some of those people then will go on to transitional housing and they will be there for a hopefully less than a year. Sometimes it's up to a year. And so we don't want anyone to drop through the cracks. So we will continue to work with them with case management to make sure that they're moving forward. So who are you helping? What are the ages of the people you're helping? So right now, our fastest growing population, which makes me very sad, is uh, senior citizens. So we have clients that are all the way up to 100 years old, which is really sad because those are the people that have done nothing wrong. You know, they're they're in the situation they are just because of the economy. You know, they've all, they're educated, they've had jobs, they've received social security, but it is just not enough to survive here in Orange County, as I think everyone can imagine. And so um, our seniors need help. Sometimes it's just with some rental assistance. Sometimes it's food. If we help them with food, then they can use that money towards other things. Sometimes it's with their utility bills. We'll just help with utilities because those are the things that people didn't expect when they were planning for retirement. They didn't realize how expensive electricity would be, gas, those kind of things. But then we have every everything down to newborn babies. We just um, this last year had one of our housed, one of our people in our shelter had a baby while 
while she was there. So we do everything from zero to 100. Can you share with us a story of a, of a family that went through the program? Mm-hmm. We we actually have obviously quite a number of amazing stories, which are really fun. Um, one of the stories is we had a family of 11 people. 11 so people. The mom and the dad and the kids. And that was tough because they had uh, some children with disabilities. So the father did have a job. The mom also was working, but it was very difficult because she had kids with dif- disabilities. So she wasn't able to really work uh, much. And so they... They ended up losing their house and or their apartment and coming to stay with us. And through working with our case, their case manager uh, helped them get better, a better job, helped them with their finances, helped them to get situated and then help them find because that's another thing trying to find a home an apartment that'll accept that many people is really difficult so our case manager worked really hard and got them financially stable and financially ready to move on and then actually helped find a place that would accept all 11 of them so that was you know that was a great success for us to see and you offer coaching yes so we have all kinds of coaching, and, and that, like I said, could be financial literacy. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that we offer people because that's where a lot of times people get into trouble is they just don't have their finances you know, on the right track. And so we offer coaching for that. We will offer coaching. We do get a lot of domestic violence, women and children, into our shelter. And so we have obviously other coaching for them to teach them how to not get back into that same situation again. We also refer out a lot of coaching, you know, to people if they need therapy and things like that. So how long can someone be connected to your organization? So because of the fact that we work with the individual person and unique people, there is no set guidelines. Like I said, if you're in one of our shelters, we try and work people through the program within 90 days. Some of our clients, we do have a lot of clients that are disabled and are seniors, so there is no time frame for them because they they are never going to move to an independent state. So those people will stay with us for years. But most of our other clients, we try and get them through our programs and systems within about six months and on to the next, their next road. And we have many of them come back and want to volunteer with us. They want to work at our events and things like that. They're, I get stopped out in public when I'm at events all the time from uh, clients that have been through our program. Speaking of events, mm-hmm. you have a thing called Blessing Bags. You have Senior Food Day. Explain. Mm-hmm. So our Blessing Bags, those are for anyone that comes to our um, to our location and that is unhoused and we have bags that are prepared for them because our food pantry gives out to our normal clients boxes of food to to so that the clients have food for the week um, maybe for two weeks and so obviously someone that's unhoused they can't they don't have any place there's no refrigeration no no way to cook so we have these uh, volunteers that make up these blessing bags and the blessing bags consists of a lot of protein so there might be peanut butter there might be tuna fish there's always protein bars applesauce things like that that don't need to be refrigerated that's um, shelf stable and can keep them for probably a week a bag's worth of stuff is sometimes three days to a week depending on the person and and along with that we will give them a sandwich and a salad for that day for them to have and then we also give them hygiene kits and any other type of things that they they might need that they can put in a backpack 
Now you said unhoused. Does that mean people who are living on the street? Yeah. So the interesting thing in Orange County. So yes. So as I said, you know, six percent of our clients are unhoused, and that could mean that they are living out on the street. But to be honest, most of our clients that are unhoused, they're actually living in their cars, and that's why I think it's unusual. Most most people in Orange County don't think that there's a problem with people not having homes because they don't see it as readily as you would, say, in L.A. or something like that, where there's a lot of people on the streets. Because in Orange County, if you're unhoused, most of the people are living in their cars. Most of those are actually families. And so you might have a mom and a dad and one or two children living in their car. And they tend to fall through the cracks because people don't know it, notice, and they don't see them. We get a lot of referrals from teachers. So teachers, they will find that out, and then they will send their, they will get in touch with the parents and then make a recommendation for them to come to us, and then we help them. So that's a problem in Orange County with people living in their cars. And is it all over Orange County where people are living in their cars, and you yes. and your staff or volunteers go and help them and provide them with blessing bags? Yes. So no, we don't go out into the public. Oh. So we don't do any type of recruitment. So people will come to us. They'll either be referred to us or um, will find us on their own and things like that. But we don't. There are other, are other agencies that go actually go out into the public and we and we'll do provide that. them with the blessing bags that you guys have yes so you'll provide them and then they'll go to where they're mm -hmm. unhoused yes and you have follow-through with a lot of the clients well any clients that come to us like i said have case managed management and so our case managers always keep up they have regular appointments now funding i know that you have a resale boutique in laguna niguel yes we love our resale boutique so it's great it's on crown valley parkway in laguna niguel and uh, they have everything from new brand new merchandise we get um, donations from target and amazon and they're brand new in the box perfectly good things and we sell them at 65 percent around 65 percent of retail and which is great because those those stores already have very good pricing and we're sending it even less. So for young families, it's great. But we also have uh, used items. So people in the community donate their gently used clothing and or furniture, things like that. And so we have both new and used. So if you're a thrifter, you love coming to resale boutiques like ours. And if you just want a really good deal on really nice merchandise, those people can come too. So. What's the address? So we're on Crown Valley. It's 30725, I think it what, is. What's it near? Yeah, there's a Smart and Final, and there used to be a Rite Aid that just closed down. It's across the street from the Laguna Niguel City Hall. Oh, the beautiful City Hall. Yep. Which is right near the library. Yes. Okay, yes. so they can go Right there. across the street. Yep. And people can donate their clothing if... Good clothing that yes. they don't need. Yes, or clothing, furniture, housewares. The donation hours are Monday through Saturday, 10 to 2. If it's furniture, you have to call the store first because they may not have room for it. So um, I usually recommend anyone, if they've got a larger donation of things, uh, that they call the store first. The people you help, mm -hmm. are they proud to get help? Do they feel no. awkward about getting help? Yes. How do you handle that? That's one of the difficult things. I think most people are under the assumption that there's a lot of people out there that that's that this is just what they want. They want to get free food, free services, that kind of stuff. But I would have to say that most of the people that come to us, it's really difficult on them, especially our senior citizens. They come in and, and a lot of our seniors used to be donors of ours, maybe volunteered for us, that kind of stuff. So it's very 
humbling for them to come in. And then even our our other clients, it's hard. It's hard for them. Um, it's hard for them to come in and say that they need help. They, most of our clients really want to do it on their own. They want they want to be self sufficient. So it's tough. And you have a lot of help from the public. <clears throat> yes. And we what do. can the public do to help you? So obviously volunteers. Like I said we have over two thousand volunteers. Right. We couldn't do what we do without volunteers. And our volunteers work at our resale store. The volunteers work in the food pantry and then volunteers work at our events. And that's a big way that we raise money is obviously um, through the events. We have um, an, our big gala is coming up May 31st and uh, that's pretty much run by all volunteers. We have a volunteer committee that puts on the event and then works at the night of the event. And that's that's a what's going to happen during that event. Chunk. So our gala is like many others. You go there and it's really fun this year. Our theme is uh, La Noche Blanca. So the white night. So it's basically everybody's going to come in white and we have a DJ. We have food and dinner. We have a live and silent auction. Uh, so it's 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 a really fun night. It's on a Friday night, uh, May 31st. And uh, people can right now what we're looking to do is get sponsorships companies or individuals that want to sponsor or underwrite the event and then obviously buying tickets or uh, tables for the event that really helps explain how people feel when they help your organization i think that's probably the best thing i think that's why people uh, volunteer and are on staff at fam because i think when you're working with our clients and knowing what you do and and how that's being received I think we get more than our clients actually get. You know, I think we, it makes us feel much better. Do you come across people who like never in their wildest dreams ever believe they would need help and then they seek it and then they have to keep getting it because they don't have any other choices? Yes, uh, we do. I, I would say, though, that most of our clients move on and they do become self-sufficient. But obviously our seniors and anyone with disabilities, those people, they need to continue to re receive services um, over a period of time. And and that's tough. That's so tough for them. what helps them get on their way to moving on? I think because of the coaching that they receive, I, I think for a lot of people, they just don't know where to start and they get stuck in a rut with where they're at. They're not sure of what services are available. So I think by having a case manager and that case manager um, opening up options for them and giving them ideas because we don't we don't force them to do anything we try and help them figure out what's best for them and so in the process of doing that they discover things that they didn't even know they could do or didn't know services that were available um, many of them go back to school which is great um, or you know they might be going to school at night or something like that too to get a better education get more job training maybe a skills type school to you know that kind of stuff so that's USDA nice. food distribution, what's that all about? Yeah. So yes, we do get food besides um, from the grocery stores and facilities like that. We are a USDA provider and that basically means it's there's just regulations that are set by the government. So we have the second Saturday of every month we give out USDA food and people will come to us for that food. But it's the same as the food is that, that everybody else gets. So it's good, normal food. It's just it's a requirement if you're with the USDA program. So what's first and foremost on your mind when you go to work every day with this organization? So for me personally, for me personally as the development director, it's it's 
it's trying to make everything line up so that we can continue to do the services we have. And so that would be for me to make sure that our events are making money, that I'm working with our donors or our corporate sponsors and things like that to bring in the money so that we can continue to have the programs and services because obviously this stuff doesn't happen for free. And we do get government grants, but that does not even come close to covering everything that we need. So where's your building located? So actually, we are moving literally as we speak. We are in San Clemente for our uh, food pantry and corporate administrative offices. We are moving four blocks away from where we're at now. So it's not very far. You can almost walk to our new building. Uh, We're doing that so we can incorporate everyone together. Right now, our administrative offices are in one location and our big food pantry warehouse is in another location. So we're going to all be under one roof now, which will make it more cost effective. It'll just make everything more efficient, um, that kind of stuff. And it's like I said, it's still in San Clemente, really close. And the donors, are they happy about being able to provide for you many times over? Yes, we have amazing donors. Um, I know uh, many of them and it just, it always uh, amazes me at what they are willing to give both uh, financially and in talents, you know, with what they do for our organization. So it's and most of our donors, once they become a donor, continue to be a donor. And we have an incredible board of directors. And the thing that I like about our board of directors is they all have a heart and a passion for FAM. And they all volunteer, um, usually in our warehouse or at our events, they donate their money and time and they're amazing. So everybody who goes to work for your organization has a mindset of yes. wanting to help those who are in need. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I think I think that's the thing that attracts a lot of times um, people will ask me about volunteering and they'll come in and they just want to volunteer one time and then they end up coming back again and again and again. They bring their kids. That's one good thing about our volunteer opportunities is we do allow uh, children to come with a parent um, if they're under 16 or an adult. and. There's not a lot of volunteer events for in other organizations for kids, and but we think it's important to start 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 them young in volunteering and helping, and and the families can do that together. So that's nice. And how do they feel when they're helping? Oh, the kids love it. They love working with our clients. They like handing out the food. They we have depending on their age, we have different uh, jobs and assignments that they can do. Uh, our really young young volunteers, they get to either hand clients food or they get to fluff bags because we need bags fluffed so there's there's a lot of fun things for every age group to do so what's your website if people want to reach out to your organization it's www.lovefam and fam is f is in frank a is in mary a is in apple m is in mary.org so www.lovefam.org you can find out everything on there from you can vol- sign up to volunteer. You can donate money. You can uh, find out about our shelters. There's all kinds of information there. Do you believe that the need will go down eventually? <laughs> Unfortunately, the way it is now, I'm not so sure. I do know that most everyone that is involved at FAM, our goal is that in 10 years, we're out of business because the need is not there anymore. That's our big joke is that we all hope that we are put out of a job soon because then it means that everybody's being housed and fed and that kind of thing. But 
the way everything is right now, I don't see that happening anytime soon, unfortunately. Thank you, Family Assistance Ministries Development Director Teresa Schickling for being on Impact OC. I thank everyone for tuning in. I'm OC Talk Radio Public Affairs Director Don Camber. Have an impactful day. You've been listening to Impact OC, the only program showcasing the people and organizations shaping our community. Right here on Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. 